how are y'all doing? I'm doing good. Pretty good. Pretty How's good. How's it going? It's pretty good. I uh, weighed in at a good 219.5 I think five maybe this morning, and I'm already at 235, 236. That's so we were we were talking about that a little bit earlier. <laughs> it's a magic trick mm-hmm. that mystifies me and terrifies me. Like, is it worth it? It feels good. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Like, this weight cut didn't feel bad at all. I can tell you like it. I can tell you enjoy it. I, I enjoy learning because every time that I do it, I learn something new about myself. Okay. And the scientific principles behind, like, dropping the water and then rehydrating. Like, sure. last night, I was able to eat some fruit and still drink some. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. went to bed, woke well, you're, up. You're just periodically getting on the... Scale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I checked myself. I don't, I didn't hardly eat yesterday. Um, I had roughly 20 ounces of fluid up until that night. And then I had like a cup of fruit and a few drinks. Yeah. And I was good. I, I ate seven ice cream sandwiches yesterday. Oh, shoot. Well, the only thing I can brag about now is I've eaten a bunch of chips, pizza, and Cheez Its and water. <laughs> Well, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like I've been brought back to life, but it's a different. It's a process. I, I want to get back to the weight that I train at as quick as possible. Sure. Because all through my prep, I'm weighing around two thirty to two thirty five, and at some point I was two forty two. Yeah. Happened to be about two and a half weeks ago. Two forty two happens to be a weight class. <laughs> Not a weight class I want to compete in against guys that are cutting from two sixty. So, and I'm hurt, and I just want to either tie or squeak out a total PR being injured. Okay. I'd like to do that again. Total elite being injured at 220 is pretty nice. I mean, absolutely. Like, I'm not hurt, and my goal is to squeak out a tiny PR. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I haven't been in the sport as long as you have. Well, I mean, to be fair, I've been – sort of intermittent in the sport during my journey uh my my total i think it's okay but it's nothing it's nothing to to write home about it's not one of the elite of the elite totals i i find like you i like to learn through this process and i've i've had a a lot of really good success and really fulfilling experience working with really talented athletes and helping them helping these guys that are putting in the work and have the genetics Mm -hmm. and just have what it takes, kind yeah. of manage their programs. Yes, sir. And, and <clears throat> maximize their training. Yeah. So uh, since we're getting into that a little bit, why don't you introduce yourself okay. and talk about your history, and then you can introduce yourself and talk about your history some. Sure, absolutely. And My name's – For the ones that don't know, Miss Robin is in here also joining us. Hello, everyone. <laughs> That's all they get. <laughs> That's all they get. That's, That's all, all you get. pay for. Yeah. Uh, my name is Damon McCullough. I'm from Dallas, Texas. Uh, we. I'm 36 years old. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. I'm a multiply power lifter. I throw in the Highland Games and uh, maybe a quasi part-time professional wrestler. Heck yeah. And yeah, that's it. I'm Joe Miller, also a quasi part-time professional wrestler, powerlifting coach, and a uh, USAPL hobbyist. Sleeve boys. Sleeves. Sleeves. Hey, I have respect for sleeve squatters. 
yeah, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> I don't like it. I like raps. I like raps. Yeah. I do like raps. So how long have each of y'all been in the sport? We got in at the same time. When was our first powerlifting workout? 2013? Yeah. I believe so about eight years, I think. Goodness. Okay. Yeah. And like for real, for real, I don't think I've missed a workout since like 2014 is when I got serious. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, a, you toy with it. Yes. My first while. couple of years, I toyed with it. Yeah. I was still playing sports and riding dirt bikes and doing all sure. kinds of stuff. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I think I'm going to take this serious. And I've been taking it serious for about two and a half years now. And my total shows. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I first, we, we got into it in the garage, we were housemates. Okay. And we started setting up a little garage gym. And really, I would smoke cigarettes and watch him deadlift and, <laughs> and kind of just slowly working out one day a week. And you're like, all right, well, this is kind of cool. It took like, me a couple of months to talk him into it. Yeah. It was a big deal to go to a three-day split. I <laughs> was asking a lot. <laughs> I had to talk my buddy into it. And finally, finally once he started, he, he kind of got bit by the bug for a while. Most people, if you get them nudged in the right direction mm -hmm. it it's so fulfilling and so in the short term and long term like immediately gratifying to hit that little 2.5 yes. pound pr most people no matter how non-competitive they claim to be get into it oh yeah everybody's competitive they want to admit it or not oh yeah oh yeah. yeah i mean i've got i've got little old ladies that i fitness train in the morning that are as aggressive with wanting a PR and yeah. pushing it in the gym. Is Old ladies are tough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. there's a lady from our local town, and she does some CrossFit stuff, and she's like 65, and she's deadlifting like 350, 360. <laughs> yeah, nice. And she'll pick it up and look around and just drop the bar like she's a boss. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she knows. She knows. Yeah. And, so, that's, and that's something that it does for people too is just confidence, confidence yes, in their abilities. It does help confidence. Yeah. Um. So – North Dallas strength here. How long have y'all had this? Yes, sir. Uh, Damon and our other co-owner, Nikki, opened our old location one block up the street <coughs> in February of 2019. Okay. Before that, we were still in the garage, and we moved to this location February of this year. Okay. So North Dallas strength as a brand has been open two and a half years. Yeah, we've been in the new location since February. Yeah. It looks yeah. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We've been working on it and trying to squeeze as much functionality out of the space as we can. Yes. Use every square foot that you can. I'm really happy with where we're at right now as far as I think the equipment is kind of optimized for powerlifting. Yes. Combo racks and comp benches and... Deadlift platforms and monoliths. Specialty bars. I've seen, look at your specialty bars. I think bars. we got about every bar out yeah. there. You know, I'd like a Mars bar. I don't have a Mars bar. Other than that, I think I got it. Yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to work on a, like a marketing tagline for the gym that like you can run any program. Yeah, I mean, you could. You've got you set up to run any type mm. of way you want. No, and that's exactly kind of what, what we were we're thinking when we were designing the flow, the workflow of the gym mm -hmm. is it's really important to me that no matter what brand of powerlifting that you like, we have the competition equipment. Yes. So whether you're an RPS lifter or a USAPL lifter, mm -hmm. I have the competition plates, bars yeah. and racks where you can, you can train the way you want to train. 
do y'all have any conflict with the you know you like the elitist like we have to be IPF or IPL and no it's everybody gets along great except for me and Damon <laughs> the owners <laughs> yeah uh, me and Joe have a have a fake rivalry but that's been one of the cool things is we have you know just some rough untested multiply guys and we have some very like modern well-read clean sleeve drug tested lifters yeah. and these people don't get on get along on the internet at least you don't think they do yeah but in here we have a lot of fun it's a big family people hang out they're spotting it. they're loading they're i think it's helps especially for raw guys looking at equipped because equipped guys i know to respect raw lifting yes already in general they might talk shit but it's strong is strong yeah but I see a lot of newer raw lifters that talking crap about. Yeah, because yeah, it looks goofy. They don't know what they're looking they at. Know, yeah. I get it. I get it. Does everybody changes colors when they live. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Yeah, but I think it helps for them to see it and be around it. Yeah, I agree. They're like, well, this shit. This is kind of nuts. <laughs> and it's insane. Like I, like I, I think it's very interesting. Like I have no desire to do it. Sure. But I love watching it. I think it's neat. I think anybody that makes it far enough into raw powerlifting where they're touching elite totals, yeah, if they're a technically-minded person at all, mm -hmm. would just absolutely be enthralled with the, the technical challenge of yes. it. If you don't like to learn and you don't like to take weight off the bar and drill technique, mm -hmm. you're not going to like it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what it takes is you kind of got to relearn how to lift. Mm -hmm. That's a whole new completely different technique lifting in gear than it is raw. Absolutely. And I like to say the stakes are higher mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't mean the absolute danger, which it is, but yeah. what I really mean is the technique becomes so important. Mm -hmm. If you miss groove just by a very little bit, it can throw you out. I mean, you can miss 80%. Yes. <laughs> you know now, I mean? I've seen lifters like miss, you know, their openers. Yeah. Bomb out, bomb right? out. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Well, I can hit that raw, but, I just yeah. couldn't get it dialed in. And then two weeks later, you see him doing 300 pounds more. Right. And it looks like the bar. Right. And it's it's more to manage. The meats are kind of volatile mm -hmm. because the strongest lifter is not necessarily going to win this meet. Yeah. You, you, it's most you technical. Come, most technical. You got to play yeah. power lifter. Yeah. And you got to look at what other people are lifting and craft your totals around yeah. those. And it, it's just, I think it's a little spicier. It's not for mm -hmm. everybody. It's a lot yeah. to manage. But it's NASCAR to the USAPL's Formula One. Yeah. Well, or that's drag not fair racing. because we got pit crews. Yeah, like drag so racing versus NASCAR. NASCAR. <laughs> oh, we're Formula One? No, y'all are NASCAR. Okay. Because if you mess up, you're going in the wall. All right. And then you yell at each other. Number three forever. We'll then you drink it. beer. <laughs> David Shirley told me the first time that I ever seen geared powerlifting. Yeah. He said, this is like drag racing versus NASCAR. Yeah. I like it's it. a different, total different sport. Same thing. You're driving cars and you're going fast as possible. But drag racing, you touch that wheel wrong one time, something doesn't stick right, you're in the wall. And at the end of the day, all that matters is going as fast as possible. That's right. In any situation. Yeah. That's and right. in lifting, That's the, why we the, get along. the object is to be as strong as possible. Lift the most amount of weight. Yeah. So in gear or not, it's still impressive. I mean, I, I as somebody that's, had a foot in both worlds. It's really more similar than it seems from, it's mm -hmm. the same sport. Yes. 
it's the same sport that the stand, the standards are the same, believe it or not. Yes. And I understand that there's some, there's some meets where there's some, some kind of questionable calls, yes. but it's all about where you choose to lift, mm-hmm. you know, and there's nothing wrong with people lifting in federations where the calls are a little loose Yeah, and they're making totals, whatever. I mean, but it really does come down to a personal choice of where you choose to lift. If you yeah. want tight judging and equipped lifting, it's available. Yeah. I mean, the APFs in Texas bombing people out. Yeah, APF in Texas is strict. Yeah, and and you know it, it kind of, it's rough on meat day, but it, it's bragging rights. Yeah, it's like hey, I did this under some strict um, yeah. circumstances. If you did it there, you know you did it. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, I appreciate that as much. Kind of stigma is there is around and see the SPF is starting to get stricter too. If you'll watch those, I I agree. I think David Shirley runs a good meet. I He's, like David Shirley. I think the world of him. Um, He's, you know, obviously out of Arkansas. I'm a little biased. Sure, sure. But he, uh, him and, like, the guys like Keith Baker, who's over Arkansas Powerlifting. Okay. uh, Keith, like, he does so much for Arkansas. Like, he did, like, the rankings and stuff for it. Nice. And that just, it seemed like when he designed that, like, the competitiveness in Arkansas's powerlifting just kicked up. All of a sudden, you've got 2,000-pound totals everywhere. That's... I mean, that's the greatest thing about modern powerlifting. Yeah. It's even better in, in Highland Games. They've got a really crappy old database, mm-hmm. but there's nine events in Highland Games, and they always push, post a roster. And that's so awesome. a week out, you're doing, like, super sleuthing. You're looking up every name <laughs> in your class, and you're looking up, and you have nine events. So, like, how far is his open stone? How far is his Braemar stone? Shoot. Okay, I've got him on one Strategize point where you go there. And, and, it, and it's... If you're stimulated by like programs and plans, it's it's it scratches that. See, I need to not get into this because if I get into the Highland Games, I'm gonna be screwed. It's a lot. It's a lot to learn. Yeah, I'd get know. hooked immediately. It's a huge technical challenge. I think it. I think it's. It's easy to be okay at. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be good at. That's a. Uh, that sounds like a lot like golf. Like, I know golf, some, some people like golf. Like, golf is like, anybody can be decent, but to yeah. get to, like, scratch is very hard. There, There's a, some crossover in those yeah. communities. I think the kind of guys that like Highland Games mm-hmm. or like the technical challenge of yeah. golf. I don't like to be in the sun that long. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you this, the hardest sport I've ever played is golf. Yeah. Technically, it was. I've only played it once. It's so tough. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, it was a very frustrating day. Yes. I never went back. Yeah, I was like, I can deadlift over 600 pounds. How come I can't put this ball 50 feet? The highlight of my day is I saw an armadillo. <laughs> I see those every day I wake up. <laughs> but uh, since opening the gym here, um, I'm, I'm assuming y'all are in your 30s? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so what are some of the struggles that y'all go through that you or the do's and don'ts that you would like to do over? Okay. Or would you change if you did it again? You got anything that comes to mind? I actually uh, think that we've done a few things well enough that there's not any huge regrets. I think one of the mistakes people make in any business, but it seems especially prevalent in the gym business, is they'll leverage everything at the start and try to open their ideal gym and just be in debt. And we started in a garage with $500 worth of stuff from Craigslist. And it was just a natural accumulation of equipment from there. Like we always made 
the appropriate growth mm -hmm. when we could. So now is there's not a whole lot to worry about. Um, yeah, that's right. Like uh, we're as volatile as any young business. We're under five years right now, but we do have some security in the mm -hmm. fact that we don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. We own everything outright. Mm -hmm. And if I could give anybody getting into the gym business advice and it's not like I got the answers, we kind of stumbled and accidentally did some right things. Yeah. Uh, a couple small trip ups, but we've done pretty well for ourselves taking it slow. Yeah. And it's like buy things in cash mm -hmm. and buy the level of equipment that you want to be training on. Ultimately don't buy the cheap stuff. And then the cheaper, even the medium stuff, because yeah. when you buy the medium stuff thinking, well, I'll just buy it again. Then you bought it twice. And I know yeah. buy once, cry once. Right. But it's, there's so many things I bought twice mm -hmm. that, and you can't sell it for, maybe you can now the market's changed. Yeah, change. yeah, since I'm COVID. getting pennies on the dollar to yeah. move it. Dealing with people in marketplace is insane. The craziest people are on Facebook marketplace. I stay off there. Oh, McCola. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what I would say is save your pennies buy one piece of equipment at a time and buy the good stuff. Yeah. Buy, buy the best that you can get. Yeah. So I like elite. Yeah. I, I love elite. Yeah. I love elite FTS. We're lucky enough. Actually, if I can throw a plug to my buddy, Scott Prosick, um, he's a bad attitude gym lifter. I heard Henry talking about him on your podcast. Uh, he builds some of our custom strength equipment. It's as high high yeah. tier as you're going to get from Elite FTS, uh, better than Rogue. But the deal is he's local. He's reasonable. Yeah. And if you're in this area, you might save a couple hundred bucks on shipping costs. Yeah, I don't mind driving three hours for something instead mm. of spending $1,000 on freight. That's it, man. That's it. And, it, and it, you couldn't work with a better guy Yeah, is the point. And if you... You want to keep money in your local powerlifting mm -hmm. economy. He's a really good way to go. Yeah. So I, I like that because anybody that's wondering how his equipment looks, come check it out over here or at Hidden. I know that Hidden's got a few pieces of equipment that he built. Absolutely. I think he's he's built a lot of their major yeah. powerlifting pieces over there. Yeah. And it, it all functions well. It's built very heavy. Yeah. So speaking of that, how did y'all get the equipment in here? <laughs> uh, manual labor. <laughs> like all the glass doors everything yeah that was scary we basically all of our personal training clients for two of their workouts the week we moved were moving for a workout <laughs> yeah and everybody was super cool about it really and yeah i mean movers weren't in the budget at that point and so all our clients kind of pitched in and that's awesome moved the gym everything had to be taken apart and put together we had about four trailers going at once. That's what I'm talking about. Moving one block. The reverse hyper is still set up backwards. Yeah, you got to be five foot eleven to use it now because there's no step on it. <laughs> we put the frame together backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you now, when I my first gym, it was about as big as this room. Right, right. And then eventually, I built a 1,500 square foot building. Oh, and, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. And I thought about building it in town. But sure. living in a small town, small town politics. Sure. Um, I inquired on renting buildings or even buying some buildings. Everybody wanted to rent a space for, you know, less than what I built for $2,000 a month. I'm like, what? Right. It's 1,500 square foot, maybe. 
and I might could only use a thousand of it. So why am I going to pay two thousand dollars for that? I was like, well, that's what the price is. Sounds steep for the market. Yeah, yeah. It's very, of course it's it's hope. It's it's that's the way they are. Yeah. So I did some checking, um, and I built a garage building, and uh, the guy that did the concrete foundation for my house. He gave me a good deal on the foundation for the Very gym. Cool. So he's like, well, you paid me for the house, so I'll come do this for you on the cheap. Yeah. And I think I got the slab done for $4,000. I mean, it's two months rent. Yeah. That's not bad. And then the building costs less than twenty. Yeah, nice. I mean, I didn't do insulation because I'm not going to put no heating and air in there. Yeah. Um, I come across a local chicken farmer who d- did spray insulation on chicken houses. Nice, yeah. So he's like, hey, man, I'll go spray the insulation and ceiling of this thing for a 1000 bucks." Okay. He's like, okay. So that helped on the heat a lot. Sure. Like, it does reflect the heat pretty good. Now it's still hot in the summer, but we have a bunch of big fans. Yeah. And in the winter, like, we can't hardly have a heater running much because it gets hot real quick. How old are you? I'm 29. 29? Okay. Yeah, I stopped being able to tolerate the heat about 28. Maybe if you I, made it this far. I, I mean, of course, I've lived there, stayed outside all the time. Sure. It wasn't an age thing. It was about 270 pounds. That's <laughs> by maybe a body weight thing. Might be a body or the facial hair thing. I just remember in the in the garage, it was a deadlift day, and it was about 110 degrees outside, <laughs> and I had a big fan, and I did a working set, and it was like 18 minutes before I was ready to go again. Holy cow. And well, I, I got a gym membership the next day. <laughs> if you get an ice chest and put ice in it and put you a towel in there, it'll change your life. You just put the towel on? Put the towel on your neck. Yeah. Back of your neck. In between your sets, feel better like that. Well, he just doesn't do multiple sets anymore, so. That's why we got into powerlifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just drink real cold milk between Real cold sets. milk between. I would get sick to my stomach. Oh, yeah. We got it when we can get it. Thanks to Kyle, the milkman Smith. Yeah, they literally have a supplier. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, one of my guys, Kyle Smith, he's a, a super heavyweight multi-ply lifter. We'll, you'll probably yeah. meet him tomorrow. Uh, he lives in Gainesville. He drives an hour out to train because yeah. multi-ply is that way. If you, if you want a career, yeah, if you, you got to drive. you got to train somebody. And so he brings us. He's rolled in here with like six gallons of raw, unpasteurized milk. Is it good? Like, yeah. does it taste? It's have good. you tried it, Robin? Not his, but raw milk. It's yeah. good, good. It's like there'll be like a little chunk in your mouth, and you're grossed out for a second. But if you pinch it, you're like, "That's butter, man." <laughs> I'm not a big fan of butter. Yeah, well, that's like that's odd to me. I don't know how to respond to. <laughs> I don't like bread either. You don't like bread? No. Okay. I'm from Arkansas. What does that mean? I'm weird. The people I've, in Arkansas. I've been to Arkansas. They like bread and butter. Yeah. It's big I'm weird. State. I'm fairly weird. Okay. I don't okay. like bread. Um, I'm not a fan of butter. I don't like Miracle Whip or mayonnaise. Okay. I like mayonnaise. Mayonnaise guy, because that's the question. Miracle Whip or mayonnaise. I don't know which is what. They're just both bad. That is gross. You a ketchup and chicken nuggets kind of guy? Definitely not. Okay. I'm not a fried food person either. I'm trying to... Trying to vibe check a little bit here. <laughs> the only things I won't eat are seafood and mushrooms. You don't like mushrooms? No. Dang. I like mushrooms. 
I mean, like it's. I like I like the cookable mushrooms, not edible mushrooms. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, it's the idea of mushrooms, right? Yeah, if you get the wrong ones, and kill you. No, they're just fungus, like gross. Fungus. What am I eating? <laughs> like, but, but I'm a steak and potatoes guy, steak and rice guy. Yeah, I can hang. I can I, hang. I, can, I do that a lot. I probably eat a flat to two flats of chicken a week. I probably eat about eight steaks a week. You a meal prep guy? Yeah. Yeah. I got a lovely wife that cooks all my food for me. Beautiful. And Beautiful. it's so great. Yeah, I'm a milkshake guy, mostly. I'm a milkshake guy at heart. Yeah. Yeah. As you can see, I'm already fat guy again. I, you're a lean guy. I had I had if abs you're earlier. On that side of the room. You're a fat guy if you're standing on this side of the room. <laughs> all the raw kids hang out over here. <laughs> well, see, earlier about nine o'clock, I had abs and then veins in some my lower abs, and then now I don't. That's, <laughs> you're getting stronger. I am getting stronger because tomorrow I want to be as bloated as possible, so my squat feels fine, and I don't worry about my hip any. That's just how I live my entire life. I mean, and squats are always good. Live the bloat. <laughs> live the bloat. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of weight cuts, I went. I think I might have been the lightest three hundred eight in APF national history. Uh, APF national. The only record you'll ever break. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go for a deadlift only record tomorrow, but go for it. it. What you going for? It's uh. The Submaster 308 Multiply Deadlift Only. Heck yeah. It's at 655 right now. You want to hit like seven? How about 656? <laughs> I'm going to chip it. We're going to try to sneak in yeah. there. Yeah. Get what you can and get out. That's it. Yeah, but I, so I, I qualified for nationals at the last show of strength, right? So it had been a year, and I was a 308 then. I was walking around at 290. And all of a sudden, I found myself at 265. Holy cow. About three months out. And I need to compete. I have to be in that 308 weight class. That's where I qualified. So I made it up to where I was about 275, 276 in the morning. And on weigh-ins, I I drank a gallon of water. And I tried to weigh in in my flip-flops. They wouldn't let you? No, but I had my cell phone in my pocket. Something. <laughs> yeah. 275.6. No, it was it was in kilos, but it was point one. Yes. It was like what is it? One twenty five point one. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Barely got in so there. So I might hold the title as the lightest three oh eight. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, that's yeah. a unique record to have now. It's mine. It's my it's mine. record. Yeah. Claim it. Yeah. Own it. Own it. Speaking of the show of strength, basically your whole gym's competing in it tomorrow. Yeah. I, I tried to count it up. Do we have 16? It was something like that. 16 lifters. So you're just going to win all the rewards. Just all of them. We want them all. Go for We'd it. We like them all. I mean, we have, a, we have a lot of new lifters, which is always cool. I enjoy watching new lifters. Yeah. I, I like. I like when they can have a good day. We have a, a pretty good success rate with new lifters. Uh, we got a couple of of um, multiply guys going for some some pretty some pretty good totals. My lifter Nick Myatt, who is a exceptionally talented newer multiply lifter, he's we're really trying to make a WPO total for him right now. Okay, we bombed out. At nationals it was kind of some some heartburn around that, so 
he took this meat in a month's turnaround with a 16-day vacation. Holy cow. In that month. I think he's had three training sessions between nationals. Just going to hope for the best. And, you know, and I think he'll do well. I don't think he'll do what he could have done a month ago yeah. at nationals. But he may not be a – he's not a stronger lifter today than he was a month ago. But yeah. he's got more experience. Mm-hmm. And actually, these are the same judges that were in Florida – so he can redeem himself. Um, so, yeah, I think he wants to go out there and prove he can lift, you know. So. That would be interesting to watch. I'm excited to see it all. Yeah, I'm excited. There's some good lifters. I'm excited to see John Martin lift. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of his lifting, and he's a hell of a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one guy. I don't know. Is it Isaac? Isaac. That's our guy. He's got yeah. a beautiful squat. Oh, uh, he can squat. Isaac has an amazing squat. He's built exactly like the Pokemon Golem. I don't. Know. I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> I don't know anything about Pokemon. Right. <laughs> he's he's a giant ball. I mean, he's with built for squatting. Little arms and legs. Yeah, yeah. he's built Perfect. for squatting for sure. Yeah, he's got a uh, a decent bench. He's uh, he's pulling in the sevens, so I think he'll put together a good total. He's a two seventy five or three oh eight throw five. I think he's a three oh eight. He might he's, be a super. He's a super right now. I don't well, know. Well, no, <laughs> maybe not today. He was a super a few days ago. Oh shoot! Yeah. Okay, okay, I can see it. See, I don't know anything about Pokemon outside of Pikachu. I don't know anything about Pokemon, like, as a point of pride at this point in my life. Uh, I'm around a lot of drug-tested knee-sleeve lifters. <laughs> so there's a lot of Pokemon? There's a lot of Pokemon talk. Oh, man. And now I've, I've grown resistant to so learning na- anything about it. So now I know why everybody's drawn to that side of the world. <laughs> it's Pokemon. There's two kinds of lifters. There's... You either grew up before Pokemon or after Pokemon. I grew up no, during no, there's the, Mario like and it. Luigi. <laughs> I grew up during Pokemon. Like when I was in kindergarten, I liked Pokemon. And You're my age. You were the perfect age for it. Yeah, but I didn't like it. It's soft. After a while, like I had, uh, there's a period of time I liked it, and my brother and I collected the cards. And after about a month of it, I just give him a card. Like oh, I'm done with this. It's because you're from Arkansas. Something like that. Something to do with that bread. there's my wife so just have her pop in here if she wants to give him my candy (coughs) yeah you can it'll be fine you're not going to compete in the meet are you no i'm just uh handling i i only have two of my own lifters in the meet but Mm -hmm. i'm sure i'll be handling tens of people because we don't have i think i'm the only coach that's not lifting yeah, I mean, I'm so doing that. You're both only. coaches here. Yes. Is the other owner a coach? Yes, she is. Uh, shout out to Nikki, Hook Grip Nikki on Instagram. She's is she a, the um, – I know who that is. We follow each other on Instagram. Yeah. She's always running. She's yeah. a runner. <laughs> yes. She's a runner. She's a CrossFitter. She does obstacle course racing, and she's a full power, raw power lifter. She's got a hell of a deadlift. That's more power to her. I can't – no. Yeah. Yeah, we, we – we try to counsel her up and tell her to stop, but she's doing it all. People man. like that, they can't stop. Yeah, they she, just got to keep going. It, it, yeah. She, they, they, they love it too much. They need it. She she definitely needs it. And I tell you what, it's like those kind of people have a focus. Mm-hmm. Like I think you're all over the place when you're not in prep for something. And then 
That girl signs up for a powerlifting meet. It's like boom. the only thought through her head is powerlifting for sixteen weeks is yeah. powerlifting. Yep, and I, that's the only thought through my head for the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you own a powerlifting gym and you're coaching powerlifting, it's like, well. You get kind of in the bubble. Yes. And see, that's why after this meet, like, I got injured, and it kind of got me down. Like, I tried hard to not get depressed over it because, like, I really wanted to do, like, a 650 squat. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to be able to do that, so I'm, I'm, I'll be happy tying a 622 squat that I did last year. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm happy with that. But then it's like, eh. so at that period of time, I couldn't push my training the way I wanted to. So I had nothing else outside of powerlifting, so I'm going to start doing jiu-jitsu after this. Okay. So that's also another reason why I'm trying to worry about my weight, like after this. The weight makes sense. Yeah, the weight makes sense. Because I'll be a little bit more limber. How do you think your <laughs> hips are going to like it? I don't know. I think it might that, help. Yeah. It might help because they're going to teach me mobility because I've already talked to the trainer. Sure. And he said, well, what we'll do is we'll assess your injury um, we'll see how we what we can do about getting those areas more flexible and stronger in a sure. flex position. And he says, you learn more control. It's never going to hurt you. And he said, if you can learn the techniques, your strength will carry over well. But if you don't, it's not. Sure. I mean, I, I tend to believe him. That's kind of yeah. the same thing that we preach about compound barbell lifts. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it probably is good to to have a pursuit that challenges your mobility. Yeah. And it's going to be something mental for me. Sure. Because some little five-year-old girl could probably choke me out right now. It is appealing, right? Yeah. The chess game of it all. Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel at a powerlifting meet. <laughs> In the USAPL, it is like There's that. always a five-year-old girl that deadlifts 700. There's always Taylor some Atwood. genetic freak. Yeah, that's... she's a nice lady. Ta- Taylor's, Taylor Atwood, she's got the, the best hair in powerlifting. Just kidding. Taylor's the goat. You can come in here. You can come in here. Where's Robin? I don't know. She said she was Okay. You can she, chill. She ran away. Did you bring my candy? Mm-hmm. Is it in the car? Okay. No, it's good. <laughs> After this, I'll take it. But no, um, it's just something, uh, it challenged me mentally. Sure. Uh, and just a new challenge. That way, my only focus isn't just powerlifting. No, I mean, it makes sense. It's I, I think it's been good for me through the years to do, especially as a coach, to do other athletic endeavors. Mm-hmm. It really taught me how to take what we know from periodization and programming for powerlifting and adapt the strength component to other skills, sports-specific skills, and practice at when you need to be generally getting stronger and when Mm -hmm. do those movements need to start mimicking sports-specific on-field movements. And and that gradient of getting up to the meet where you're finally – you're doing more throwing than you are lifting at that point. Uh, It's been kind of really helpful for me when I get a kid off the street. Like, I've had a – a fencer. I was I was a strength fencer? coach for a, a young fencer, which was a kind of a unique challenge. I mean, I know I can make him stronger, but can I make him stronger in a way that's applicable to what he what does? he's doing? That's such a strange sport. It, it's a it's a strange sport, but it's it's very technical. I learned mm-hmm. a lot about it in doing my research to to help this guy. Um, 
I think is it's as technical and in, in depth as yeah. the most technical sports in the world, throwing mm-hmm. or Olympic lifting or or high dive, man. Like yeah. the, that stuff's very technical. Yeah, sure. You were you gonna say anything? Oh no. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought you was getting getting the mic ready. Yeah. Well, no, I was gonna do a hot take. <laughs> the fencing kid got stolen by a local starting strength gym. So oh. I was just going to say the best way to get good at fencing is do your sets of five. Well, <laughs> the rough part about that is I'm the one who told his dad to read starting strength. What's well, the ultimate betrayal? God, there's a big <laughs> knife in the back. Like, pull that out for myself. Well, you know, it, it probably is the right thing for the kid to be doing. Do some sets yeah. of five, man. It's not the it's not the end all be all program yeah. in the world. It's a good novice it's program. It's something good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's just it's a it's been a running joke. Yeah. So you guys are and in, also into wrestling. Like there's like um, there's wrestling and there's I guess you call it entertainment wrestling. I don't know anything. Professional there's, and amateur. There's okay. What's the there's pro wrestling and then there's the stuff that nobody watches on the Olympics. Yeah. There's amateur okay. wrestling that doesn't pay money. Yeah. And they're there's amateurs. professional wrestling. Professionals, they get paid because they they're, they're the best at wrestling. Because the only wrestling that I know is I got a buddy who's a collegiate wrestler and now is doing jujitsu and he's like a yeah, purple sure. belt in that. So those those guys find a lot of a lot of success and things like mixed martial arts yeah. or sometimes in pro wrestling. Yes, because I know a mixed martial artists have also now started leaning over to that. Sure. Because now they're being able to use their talents in a way that's not giving them as many concussions. Because well, they could get some, I'm for sure, because there's some real contact. So, as I would say professional wrestling, to be serious, is uh, just as high impact as like playing football. Yeah, 100%. Because the stuff that they're doing, and it's insane. Well, y'all are doing. So, well... I guess this is worth talking about, right? Yeah. So we, me and Joe went to wrestling school five or six years ago. Hello, that's five or six years ago. Uh, MPX, they used to be at, they were running out of Metroflex in Bedford. MPX. Is and that like kind of the spinoff of what WWE Raw was doing? Oh, uh, I don't, it, no, no. It's just an independent, local independent okay. organization that ran shows and they had a school and they were operating out of a Metroflex gym that's, now defunct uh metroflex bedford bedford which is wild man because it's like a metroflex you've been in any metroflex before so metroflexes kind of all look the same because they're all like no climate control dirty as hell uh it's kind of their vibe though it's like the hardcore gym right yeah and everything's dirty they got all kinds of badass equipment but just wash your hands right you want before and, and after yeah before <laughs> and after and so the, it, it's this classic metroflex gym like you would see ronnie coleman yeah buddy squatting 800 those, those videos were metroflex right man with a wrestling ring right in the middle that's awesome and so it smelled like feet because i don't know if you've ever smelled an old wrestling ring i have not Wet, I've been in a sweaty high canvas. school boys uh, cool football room. That's what it smells like. It stunk so bad. That's what it smells like. So it was just a uh, kind of a classic old setup. So we, we ran wrestling school there for a little while and kind of moved on yeah. with our lives. We we got into powerlifting. You couldn't do both. Yeah, I can see that. Wrestling it's... so hard on your body that we, we were kind of faced with some decisions. So we got away from that. 
not too long ago, I was called by an old friend of mine that that used to promote wrestling shows. Uh, his brand's the IHWE. He's run NWA Southwest or just affiliated somehow. Uh, and he's like, hey, man, uh, you still interested in being a wrestler? Like, well, I, I really wasn't, but, like, what are, you, what are you talking about, right? So he's got an opportunity. He likes what we're doing over here mm-hmm. for powerlifters. I think that's a, a, attractive to a wrestling promoter. Yeah. So, and maybe attractive to a wrestling audience, see what a really strong guy can do in a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have some fun and play with it. Uh, I take anything I do serious. Yeah. But this isn't my number one quest in life. But we 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 got to get in there and and take some pictures and make some memories and some some fun. Live the baby boyhood dream. <laughs> Be a professional wrestler. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, you make some money doing it. Might as well do it. Maybe, maybe. You know, likely not. Likely not. Are you going to be doing it anymore? Are you? I think I'm retired. Retired. I just wanted to make a shitty music video, and I did it. Oh, that's right. I watched. Robin sent that to me, and I watched it. I forgot about that. Yeah, go on YouTube. <laughs> And type in Joseph Wayne Miller, state of need. Yeah, state of need. And I can't remember who it was. Like You were saying you're going to put somebody in a state of need, or you were saying, yeah. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, just for the record, I beat Damon in that wrestling match. I don't mind telling you, it was a show for a music video, and that would never go down that way in real life. All right. (laughs) I would whoop your ass, man. He'd be out of breath getting into the ring. <laughs> All right. Uh, if I had two weeks to train. Two weeks. Two weeks. Man. I might, need, I might like six months to get where I'm out of breath <laughs> coming upstairs. <laughs> Damon was talking about adding cardio to his multiply training to get ready for wrestling. So do sets of two? He was going to do, hey. do sets of 50-meter ski erg. Ooh. I don't know, 50 meters takes about 12 seconds. <laughs> but still. It's like three pulls. <laughs> I was going to do 100. Three pulls is 12 seconds? I mean. Oh, on your. Yeah. Ski erg. Yeah. Do you do a ski erg? Are no. you familiar with a ski erg? No. So our partner, Nikki, is a CrossFit enthusiast. And so this we it's might concept it in the name of the brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a great machine. I believe in it. <coughs> I think every powerlifting gym should be that should yeah. have one. It's super, super low impact cardio. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll get you going. It's kind of a pulling workout, so it lights your back up just a little bit. I don't know that there's any training value to your back, but man, it it doesn't beat me up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me like. I've had in the past where I'm trying to add cardio on top of what I'm doing in the gym mm-hmm. and I can't recover just like just sleepy. Can't wake, wake up. It's real low impact. I really like the concept products. I do. I like them. I just, I don't want to buy them. No, I don't want to pay for them. No, yeah. that's why like I hate doing like structured gym conditioning. So that's why I'm getting into jitsu. Sure. Two birds, one stone. Um, well, three, it's a new hobby conditioning and getting more mobile. Yeah, man, I programmed for some for some well, some jujitsu guys through the years. Right now, a a high level sambo guy, and I don't program conditioning for them. Like, no, I don't need it. They're rolling in twelve to fourteen sessions a week. Yeah, you know, that's I'm, gonna blow them up. 
That'd be like if your jujitsu instructor gave you strength training. That'd be stupid. <laughs> I'm like, hey, guy, I'm, I'm going to squat six of you at one time. Let's, let's not worry about that. Right. Yeah. Right. And those guys are fun to, fun to program. Yeah. The freaks of nature are the ones that are really good at it. Yeah. It, I respect the time it takes. It's an art to for sure. To get good at it. I wish I could just go play in that world, yeah. but I don't think it works that way. I, I'm going to go learn it the best I can yeah. and just survive. Well, man, I've got, I've got some people down here I can introduce you to. Um, my guy, Josh is a, is okay. a high level Sambo guy. Okay. Uh, it might be fun to train in different martial arts. Oh, definitely. Like the real ones, the ones that we decided work because the UFC proved what worked and didn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Sambo, it's judo, right? Yeah. I think the Russians, they just punch each other and call it Sambo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, he's a really interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always going to a different gym to train a different style. I, I think he's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, whatever. It, I don't know if Sambo has belts. Okay, I'm in over my head now. But, I have no idea what belts But, but it's just interesting to me how he can drop in at these different things mm-hmm. and train different modalities. Uh, and be proficient in all of them. Be proficient, but I, I, it sounds very rewarding. It sounds yeah. like a fun way to train. Yeah, it's something for sure. It'd be a new challenge for me. That's something that I think that's the biggest point. It's, it's going to be a new challenge, and I think that'll help me mentally. I mean, would it impress you if you were talking to the 1997 Taekwondo sparring champion of the Southern United States? Probably. Well, it, it shouldn't. I don't know anything about the I world. I got fond Taekwondo memories, but, I mean, you were paying for a trophy. You know, like I, I, mean? I never was, took a single day of karate or Taekwondo in my life. It was fun. It's a little disheartening to <laughs> learn the, the stuff that you learned for – Five or six years was mm-hmm. was bullshit, <laughs> but it was it was a good it was a good childhood. It was a good activity. I mean, yeah, I guess it showed activity. <laughs> yeah. You have weird residual mobility from it, though. I can kick pretty high. You can kick really high. You can do a pistol squat. You can do a pistol blowing. squat at two seventy five. I I could recently. I haven't done one in a while. I can't do one. Definitely on a block. Still, even sure. that, I can't do it off a mountain. I can, I can kip up <laughs> off the ground. Yeah, I saw him do a kip up once. Yeah, shocking. I'm, I'm halfway so athletic for a fact. After guy. we get done, I want to see you attempt a pistol. If you take a picture of me at the bottom and make it the cover image, I'll, I'll do it. Deal. All right. Just Ashley, long- re- I want you to record this in as high definition as possible. So whenever. I could crop this picture at the bottom of the squat. We're going to make them look very deep. What is as high of definition 4K, as possible? All three cameras? <laughs> I don't know. That's the pro. Yeah, whatever it is. What is it? That's one? the pro. Hey, I've got a, I've got a bone to pick. It's a 12, right? I don't know. So I've got a 12, but it's, I've got, I got this smaller phone. It's because it fits in the little pocket in my Lululemon shorts. Lululemon? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Lululemon, it's, Bougie North Dallas housewife. Bougie. Stuff. I don't know what bougie is. I'm from Arkansas. Fancy. No, we don't Fancy. Want, we, but I tried to give this to one of the young guys in my gym the other day. I'm like, hey, record my set. He's like, I'll do it on my phone. I'm like, what do you mean? Just do it on my phone. It's for me, man. I'll just airdrop it to you. And he's like, but, you know, my camera. And I'm like, it's a 12. It's not a 4. So I It got, does make a difference. I updated the day it came out. And I thought it was a status symbol, and everybody thinks I have an iPhone 4. 
So, <laughs> or you could be like those one people that get the the case, and you get this little sticker thing, and it makes it look like you have the three cameras, and stick it on your phone. You can get a faux camera. It's like hubcaps that spin from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, well, I want I want to see you do a pistol squat because I think I, I can do it. I can't do it. You can't do a pistol squat. Uh huh. I won't try it today. So, what do you think the driving factor behind like, everybody in this room is strong enough to do a pistol squat? Is it mobility? Uh, if anybody, if it's if it's mobility, she can do it. Yeah, because she's flexible. She can put her feet together and just sit down. <laughs> like a little baby she can just sit down she'll be watching me do something and she'll sit down like with her hamstrings touching her ankles yeah and just curl up around her knees and just watch me you know the test is you sit Indian style on the floor and can you just stand up I don't know if I can do that I think I can do that I don't know if I can sit Indian style Braden can do it I don't know if I can sit Indian style I don't know if I'm mobile enough to do Indian style sit, uh, stances I can sit about Indian stuff for about 30 seconds before my blood pressure. My feet go numb. Really peak. <laughs> <laughs> my hips are making my leg and feet go numb here lately. I'm, I don't know if I should say this, but you ever sit on the toilet so long that you can't stand up? <laughs> no. I have. I've never done Twice that. Twice this week. <laughs> Multiply power lifting. Multiply. So you get up and you cannot feel your feet. I've never had that issue. And then you kind of have to lay on your stomach across the end of your bed until your feet stop burning. Never had that issue. I guess that's whenever you become a real man and you start weighing over like 250. You got to – I'm on TikTok for a minute too. I'm not on TikTok. This might be like a 25-minute I don't even have a TikTok. You don't have a TikTok? No. You got to have a TikTok. You don't have to post. I don't have anything on TikTok. I mean, I don't even have an account. But it's it's really good. I've got IG. Don't listen to to what anybody says. Just download a TikTok. Try it out for yourself. Mm. I don't know. He's not going to do it. No. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do much. I'm like an old man in a young man's body. I'm He's in, like an old man in an old man's body. Do you have a TikTok, Joe? I do. I just but noticed I don't, something I don't about the hats. It. You don't open it. I just no. noticed something about y'all's hats. Are they kind of based off of the look of the Pokemon hat? No. <laughs> but the white front like that. <sighs> like after our conversation, I'm I'm. A little bit disappointed. No, no it, Google so, the Pokemon hat for people that can't see what we're talking about. It is a dope a, hat, though. It's a it's, it's old school trucker hat. It's the hat your granddad wore with a white front, black hat with an NDS Texas logo on it. And I feel like what's like humble brag for talking smack? Uh, don't have a clue. Is it? it it's. I feel like I just. It's nagged. I feel. Nagged. I feel like I just got. Slightly negged. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw it. I was like, it looks some, I don't know much about Pokemon. And then it, it just clicked in my brain. Like, hey, that kind of looks like it, I think. That's okay. That's called a callback. A callback. I think that's what the comedians call it. You got to get that down for the podcast. So you did good. It's called a callback. Mm. We talked shit about Pokemon earlier. Now I brought it back. Bring the call. Because I had a buddy, Matt Mitchell. He actually wore a Pokemon hat while competing in a meet. Well, Fed will let you wear a hat. I don't know. Maybe maybe SPF. He is lifted in some federations. Some all over the he don't care. <laughs> oh, I don't care either. Yeah, he doesn't care. care. I don't really care much either. I mean, honestly, I care about. I just I, don't want to walk out my squats. No, that's my rule. I don't want to do walk out squats. I'm fed with a monolift. Um, my, my, For the record, I walk out my squats. 
Joe you're, enjoys. That's his favorite he's a part about squatting. Man. He's a real, real man. man. He has no tension on his knees. He likes to walk out of squats. What you squatting? Six. Heck yeah. In sleeves. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, six in sleeves. You 220? You two. I weigh 235 right now. 235. So we need a new weight class for Joe. Oh, it's the 105s in the USAPL. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. So as soon as you gain 10 pounds, you'll USPA? Yeah, I'll just I'll pick just my bounce. feds based off of how little I have to cut. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And you're forever been drug-free. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good goal. To keep doing that in those feds, staying the drug-tested stuff. I, I actually don't really care if the meat's drug-tested or not. Uh, I've done four different feds. One of them was a mono-fed. Yeah. Like Shout a, out Stroud's Fitness. I just, I personally, like my. You can walk out those if you wanted to. Yeah, if you yeah. want to. You just let them know. I think we did. We definitely did. We'd never seen a monolith. We, yeah. That was our first meet. Yeah, and it was it was the old man Stroud over at Stroud's Fitness in Fort Worth. It it, it locally it's in the Zeitgeist here. You probably don't know about it in I don't have Arkansas. Any, yeah. He recently passed away. Rest in peace. He was a big uh figure in the community. But he had his own little fed called the ISA, and that was our first powerlifting meet, and we didn't know what it was. We entered by mail. <laughs> right. And then it was we get there and like dudes are in Leviathan canvas squat suits and uh yeah we watched the guy bomb out on bench yeah that was wild it was confusing to us because it was just make your first one yeah just do your first one bro yeah yeah but we you know we kind of know what we were looking at now uh it was wild it was a wild experience we walked him out we didn't have any coaching yeah it was just us we were working together joe was kind of my coach starting out he read a book read a book he's the (laughs) boss i read 531 and Damon didn't, therefore I was a coach. Yeah, yeah. I think people, like, speaking about 531, people under appreciate how well of a program that is. We did it for two or three years. Yeah. I probably could have kept doing it. Yeah. I think even some of the elite level lifters can still do it and improve. Well, it's not uncommon for me to hear dudes that have been multiply lifting for 20 years. Mm-hmm. When they run into a programming problem, if something's not working halfway through, just, all right, go 531. Yeah, and it breaks so, the plateau. Yeah. Like it's, so it's like like to me, like when I hear someone say, Well, five three one's good for a beginner. Well, yeah, I think it's for good for every anybody. Yeah, it's great for a beginner. Yeah. But it's I think it's also a tool that can be utilized even by the international elite. Well, for sure. Well, I mean the only thing is like is powerlifting programming is not that complicated. No. And it there's several programs like this or popular programs, but it's just a reasonably dosed framework for your top sets yeah. uh the only thing that's missing if if you're elite quote unquote would be like a peaking phase yeah well you can structure that and then you can also if you read the, his books and stuff you can adjust for that sure he's got pre-written he's very particular in how he wants you to to take this data and he and he's right in the in that point if you change it too much you're not running five three one anymore yeah but it, it's kind of like all programs are similar. Yes. And you have to kind of tailor them. Yep. Do you want to do what reps between one and six do you want to do today? <laughs> yeah. Right. And how yeah. many sets of them? Yeah. <laughs> Throw another set of it. Yeah. You take a set away, add a little frequency, add a little volume. But I mean, it's so I guess the longer you run it, the less like five, three, one, it's going to look like. Yes. At that level. That's, 
I I find it kind of hilarious when powerlifters like identify they self-identify with training styles. Yeah. And then you go to a meet and you ask all the strongest guys what they did mm-hmm. and they'll tell you a different training style mm-hmm. that they're like completely bought into. They all did really well to meet. What that tells me is the the variables that we choose to define these styles aren't the ones that matter. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's I've come to the same conclusion. It, the way I put it is the principles of training that work are the common thread amongst these programs. Yeah. Like and individualized volume and intensity. Yes. Yeah, and these programs are only a product of a singular coach's interaction with his body of clients, yep. what worked for most of them and how he organized these training principles. Yeah. And once you identify these training principles, it's easy to, cause sometimes I'll have somebody running conjugate mm-hmm. or, or a style of conjugate and the way I interpret it, which yeah. actually looks a lot like periodized training. Most of it is. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and just because not because I think it's the optimum person thing for this lifter, but because maybe they're bored. Mm-hmm. Well, the conjugate, the conjugate part of conjugate, like what people identify as different, isn't the variable that makes it what it is. Right. It's that's like not. You, if you want to rotate your uh, exercise on your main lift every week, that's not what's going to make or break your progress. Yeah. Or working speed and strength in the same block is it's. But it, if you if you give somebody too little or too much volume, they're going to get hurt yeah. or stall. That's right. That's it. That's, that's where being educated if you don't have a coach and then having a coach that has enough sense to adjust for you. And sometimes coaches need coaches. Yes. Like I've got teammates that are strength and conditioning coaches. Yep. One's a strength and conditioning coach at a, at a, on a collegiate uh, baseball team. Mm-hmm. <sighs> He's a really smart, talented guy. He's like, Damon, I need you to write my programming because I'm just too close. Yes. I, he's, he'll overwork every single time. I, I actually think my programming for myself kind of got most effective when I started training in gear, mm-hmm. and I became responsible for writing programming for the team Yeah, instead of just myself. And that sounds crazy because it's not as individualized, but I was able to be more objective yes. with the plan. I agree with that, yeah. And not overwork in some areas and underwork where I'm personally yeah. lazy or where I pr- it forced me to do things I because mm-hmm. I know they need to do it. Yeah. So you're figuring so now I gotta do it. Programming for what's <laughs> you know what best I mean? for the team, not what's best of your favorites. And, and it's really it's really worked for me. Yeah. I understand that sleeve powerlifting's become a very individual sport, but we kind of have a team training environment here, even our yeah. raw guys and everybody. It seems strong. that way online. It seems like y'all all get along fairly well. It I, seems like a family up here. I'm really glad that comes through because I think about it and I used to think what made us different as a gym was we had really nice competition equipment mm-hmm. and that's usually why people join, but at the end, that's not why they stay. Yeah, no, they stay because everybody cares about your progress. Yeah. Everybody's asking where you're at. Everybody's, <coughs> What's your next meet? Yep. What are you going for? And everybody's shouting when you're PRing. Everybody's handing off and loading and spotting. And tell you something crazy. Um, in this sport, I met. I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of great people. Yeah, absolutely. I've had a dozen or so people text me today asking me how my weight cut went, if I made weight, how am I feeling? Right. Not a single person from my gym has. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
that's sort of alien to us. We have a very that's, com- the, that's what I was like the first time that I uh, I saw y'all online oh. when Robin told me about y'all and I started following y'all the gym on on Instagram. Uh, there was a video of uh, somebody doing something with baby powder, I think, or something, or creatine. Somebody squatted, and then that slide was creatine. Don. Don. It was something. I was I was just letting the world know his secrets. Oh, all that creatine. Yeah, he squatted seven. It's seven grams instead of five per day. At AKA Papa Don on Instagram, the kid's a freak. Yes. Take your creatine. You all can be natty. like Don daily. He's natty, baby. Take your creatine. And um. I told Ash, I was like, man, this, is, this right here is what I would love to have. I mean, and we certainly wish you were closer. Yes. But, you know, you're welcome to anytime you're in town working, doing a meet or whatever. Yeah. That's a workout, man. Come Sweet. hang out with us. I, that's exactly. I've told her I want to do it so bad. Yeah. Do you want to do like a Motel 6 thing? Uh, NDS, we'll run the mono for you. We'll run the mono for yeah. you. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with the Motel 6 thing. <laughs> no, like for, for people coming in. From out of town. Yeah. yeah. Come in. We'll run the mono for See, you. this uh, this whole prep, my wife has run the mono for me. I haven't oh, had a awesome. spot. She's handed off most, uh, my bench attempts to me. Um, I've really? Done it. Yeah. Like, she, I've not. At, oh, she she is. I've, I will be below parallel. Not good enough. You're like, take, run that tape back. Yeah. Are you sure? I, there's run, some, run, run, run. There's, there's times <laughs> that I would stop it, and I'd be like, I see what you're saying. <laughs> but she, like where the hip crease is like back here yeah she's looking at the top of my quad she's like yeah. i want to see that down lower it's like yes ma'am yeah. <laughs> she's like you better make that look deeper i'm telling you if if liz the state chair of the apf is on that side judge yeah. you better have the you oh, better have it. your depth sorted I, i'm gonna hit it yeah for sure yeah I've, I've competed with you before i've yeah. never seen you have any issues no I, that's one of the good things i never would have dreamed that that's what I'd be known for is being a very technical and proficient lifter. Yeah. I'm not the strongest out there. I mean, I'm decently strong. I'm strong enough to be elite. Sure. But to me, I'm not that impressive. Elite's a big, a big category. Yeah. But it like, I don't know, like I go to my gym and I still don't bench 400 pounds yet. Like I'm really, really close. Sure. But they're like, that's a ton of weight. It's like, no, no, I know women that can bench this much weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. (laughs) Like I know I, I met a 140 pound woman that is smaller than my wife. That totaled fifteen hundred, like Stacy Burr. I met Stacy Burr. Oh sure. Hey, what sure. was it? Fourteen eighty yeah. something like that. Whatever it was, she totaled. I think there was a time by coefficient she had the best total in the yes, world. Yes, in the world, she was yeah. the best in the world. Yeah. At one hundred forty-eight pounds, wild. squatting six hundred pounds. Or was it five hundred pounds? I don't. I don't remember the numbers. I, but it was insane. I, I remember that rise to power. Yes. She was. She was a badass for sure. And I look at this, and then I got a buddy who's. Raw squatting a thousand forty. I don't carry waist 330, 40 pounds. That's a thousand pounds on your back. Yeah, benching five fifty plus, deadlifting eight eighty. Yeah, it's like that's a lot of weight. Like then I people over here and hope deadlifting four hundred pounds. I'm like, eh, that's not impressive. Right. And right. The, when you got that bench specialist in your town that benches four hundred five, it's like, eh. Yeah, you know it's nice to work out at a commercial gym and turn heads anytime you load I hate it play. because I criticized the equipment the whole time <laughs> yeah 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 this bench sucks yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dumbbells feel bad it's been a while I just remember feeling like a badass with a four plate deadlift yeah really drawing some eyes there get on like reddit fitness threads it's like if you bench 225 and deadlift 405 you're the king of the world no that's the attitude that's in like 
commercial gym. That's your basic female powerlifter. Right, right. These right, days. Right. Yeah, these That's days. That's your natty female. Yeah. <laughs> like, your sleeves. Four, a 405 deadlift isn't winning a USAPL. No, you got, you got women no. now that are pulling 500 pounds every weekend. Sure. However, sure. I think no matter what weight's on the bar, if, if, you're, uh, if you're able to do the work to get close to your own genetic ceiling that's yeah. the impressive part so not shaming any lifts i'm not strong no either. no no and i'm and i'm not strong i don't know how you define strong i'm proud of the work i've put in yeah. and, and my total was good and i i won submasters uh division at nationals this year and i'm really proud of all that but yeah. in the grand scheme of strong people you know yeah. i'm a spec and i'm proud of anybody's yeah. work that's what i that's the, that's exactly the way i am there joe joe that's the defining thing it's like it's the more impressive it is to me, the closer you are to your potential. Yeah. Whatever that potential is. If you're a 65-year-old vegan woman and the like, the ceiling, if you could know it, if the ceiling on your deadlift is 185 pounds and you deadlift 185 pounds. That's fantastic. That's the most impressive thing in the world. Yeah. Because you legitimately hit your genetic potential. You did. Oh, it's it, pretty sick. And a, yeah. a full-grown woman deadlifting is yeah. always badass thing. Yeah. Yeah, like like we have a few of those. Yes, yes, we do. It's it's nice to watch. Like like I get more in, more enjoyment outside of like watching my clients uh, succeed than myself. But then when you see seniors, senior citizens in their sixties and seventies getting up there, ripping up some still some pretty heavy weight, and it's like man, and taking them through that process is is really amazing yeah. too. It's I mean, you get stories like, I lifted my grandkids over my head yesterday. And they're so excited. Or, yeah. We have a, a lady, she's, in the last this last year, she's had some really bad luck with health. Like, she fell and broke her ankle. And then as soon as she was getting where she could walk again, she fell and broke her hip. Yeah. But she was getting to the point where she was getting like a, like a humpback, really, really, really sure. bad. And she was getting weak. And her grandson, Robert, he's an amazing person. And he introduced her to the gym and she got in there and she's been there faithful for a year or so and she's outside cutting limbs playing with the grandkids <laughs> yeah. like she's just doing basic stuff grandma stuff we call her gym grandma we got a gym shirt for her and everything yeah that's awesome and just to see those people do that i get more excitement than i ever did for my elite total and it's sometimes harder to convince people in the older population to do things that might be stressful on their body. Yes. But once you get them rolling, yes, they, these guys are as passionate as anybody yeah. about getting strong yes. and being capable. Yeah. And it's, it's I wish, the women too. I wish I could get my parents in the gym. They're yeah. in their seventies. Um, yeah. They adopted me when I was like 11 or 12. Very good. So it's like, I really care about y'all. I want y'all to stay healthy and, get you in the gym and they're like, eh, I'm okay. My dad, like my exercises, I'm going golf. And I was like, Butch, you drive your golf cart two foot off the green. <laughs> right. <And> it's like, <laughs> you, you shouldn't do that anyway, but yeah. that's what you're doing. And of course, he's my dad. He ain't going to listen to me. Sure. But uh, eventually I was like, you know what? If I buy my mom an exercise bike and I put it in her living room, she'll use it. So that's what I did. <laughs> did she use it? Yeah, she's using no, it. That, I mean, something like that can make a big difference. That's yeah. exponentially better than sedentary. Yes. And she retired recently this last past year. She's a workaholic. Like, I'll come home for lunch or something, and I'll see her on the Ranger 
cutting limbs with a <laughs> trimmer, whatever you want to call them thing, like a hinge trimmer, hedge trimmer yeah. along the driveway. I'm like, what are you doing? It's a hundred degrees. I said, Oh, I'm just bored. <laughs> it's like, okay. But no, she started getting like her hip, her knee was always hurting her. I was like, well, you need to start getting more active, like get, get it used to moving. So I bought her the exercise bike and I put her in the living room and she's been using it every day and it's helped her out. Nice. And I get excited for that kind of stuff more so than I do anything. I mean, it has a bigger transfer carryover to real life. Yeah. Whether I can squat 400 pounds or 700 pounds, yeah. I'm kind of in the same capabilities as a guy that's going to and from the gym. Yeah. That's what my day looks like. I don't have a real manual job anymore. Mm-hmm. And the most manual part of my day is lifting in the gym. Mm-hmm. Same here. I average 10,000 steps when I'm here. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I'm not going anywhere. I'm just walking around the gym. I don't have an knife watch, so I guess I don't do much steps at all. Keep your phone in your pocket for a day and see what you get. <laughs> so I'm going to have two questions for y'all before we wrap up. Um, since we was, This is going to be a little different. Since we uh, were talking about like things that reward us, since you've started this business, I'll ask each of you, what's the most rewarding thing that each of you have either achieved or have done the, mo- the thing that you're most proud of? And then secondly... If you had, if you were stranded on an island and you can only have one thing to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? You want to go first or second? I'll answer the first question and then okay. you answer it, and then we'll do the second. Okay, we're gonna alternate. Ten four. All right. Conjugate. Car- we're gonna conjugate. Just do it. <laughs> uh, Are you sure it's not West Side conjugate? Uh, it's North <laughs> Dallas conjugate. There you go. <laughs> No, I I think the best thing about this gym is I feel like we've successfully developed like a proper barbell club. Like this is a community of people. Everybody likes each other and knows each other and supports each other. And they like lifting. The fact that everyone that's basically a member of your gym is about to be at Show of Strength tomorrow speaks volumes. Uh, I'm very excited for the turnout. I'm a little stressed out about coaching that many lifters, but my, my answer was going to be that too. Like I'm, I'm most proud of like the culture of lifters that we've created here where we got the attention of some really good lifters that have mm-hmm. found us on Instagram, but it, it, it's really like the variety of lifters. It's, you got guys that have been in the gym for two months talking to chicks that have, that have done the big invitational money meets yeah. and they're getting, <laughs> getting advice, you know, yeah. day, day two of bench press. It's just, it's an amazing, it's become yeah. an amazing group of people and an amazing place to live. It's awesome. Um, it's kind of the gym that I wished I could train at when I yeah. didn't have a gym to train at. I wish I could train here. Well, I, you're welcome anytime. Man. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I live in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can start with visits. I start with visits, but then what, then, what then am I going to do with all that equipment? And then you just move on down. That's, what am I going to do with all that equipment? All that equipment? Well, you got to have a home gym. I need a 1,500 square foot home gym. Yeah. Park outside, dog. Like, That's what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, I mean, like, um, anyway, I was talking with Robin a few times, and she's like, finding this gym has been great for her. Yeah, we've, loved, we've loved Robin. Robin's awesome. She's it, super nice. It's been fun to watch her powerlifting journey too. Yes, she's. I can't wait to see yeah. what she does. Tomorrow. Robin has so shout out to Robin. She's been compounding membership interest because awesome. we got Robin, and then Robin got two people, 
And then those two people, about yeah. four people. It all. She was like the. She, she start brought of us it all. Rhonda. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Rhonda too. Our little golden troll doll. Yeah. <laughs> the Rhonda tags. That's how Robert thing. is for our gym. Robert has done more for our gym for membership sake than anybody else. And and that's what's cool is like it's slow, and yeah. then you get people checking in and their friends see and they're like, oh, they got a they got a monolith. Yes. Or they got a combo rack. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, they got a big fat guy on the reverse hyper making fun of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now the second question on the food on the island. So we're stranded on an island. I assume you we have, have access to fish and tropical fruits. Here's the thing, though. You only have one food. That's the problem. One food. A lifeless eat. island. Yeah. Yes, for the rest so of your life. what's the most nutritious and delicious thing? Because you got to survive on the island. No counsel. Yeah, I think I'm going to go a different direction <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just like you know, I ain't trying to live a long time on an island like that. So I'm going to enjoy every bit of that food. So it's just like the last meal thing. I'm going to go fried chicken. Fried chicken. Nice. Nice. I'm going to go bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, I'm not trying to survive on this island. Well, no, but here's the deal. <laughs> the reason why I was going to go Brahms chocolate malt. But I think nutritionally I could survive... You have for 36 yeah, years? Yeah, no, I've, I've three three to six cheeseburgers a day for 36 years. I mean, get your fats, protein, it, it's carbs. It's got salad on it. Yeah, looky there. A little bit yeah. of fiber. I think it might be the most well thought out uh, <laughs> option. Some sort of sandwich situation. You yeah. change, do you want to change your answer? It's not, yeah. Bacon, <laughs> so I'll, I'll go with the bacon cheeseburger, but I'll modify my usual thing and get extra lettuce. Extra lettuce. Yeah. You yeah. want to be somewhat nutritional. Yeah. Yeah. I understand it. Well, is there anything y'all want to plug? Come check us out at North Dallas Strength. 100%. Uh, if you're looking to get into equipped powerlifting, we kind of, we, we have a lot of raw lifters, but it's hard to get into equipped powerlifting. We got guys that'll run the mono and maybe some extra gear you can try on. If you're looking to buy powerlifting gear, do it at andersonpowerlifting.com. Um, that's it. That's what I got. That's it. Sweet. Well, I appreciate it. It's been an honor and a good time. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Right. Thanks for having See us. See you.